Am I the only person that thinks that the water out of the bathroom faucet tastes different than the water out of the kitchen faucet? No. Why are you drinking water out of the bathroom faucet? Oh, because it was the close one. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm upstairs <laughs> in the spare room and I needed a glass of water, so I went over and refilled it. Geiger, that sink is full of toilet water. No. You flush the toilet and it goes up in the air no. and goes in that sink. Is that why it tastes different? Is that why it tastes different? You're drinking poop particles. <laughs> <laughs> there could be a fecal matter in the on the outside of that. Oh, you think? I don't know. No. <laughs> so, my wife is the worst, though. She did. She must have the most amazing taste buds that can detect all kinds of particles. Because if it ain't filtered, she don't oh, is want that right? it. I kind of refu- refuse to become that. In fact, I drink tap water almost as an act of defiance. <laughs> you know? I'm not just going to drink tap water. I'm going to drink fucking bathroom <laughs> tap water. Hold on a second. I'm marking the time because we're going to need that line for you, too. No, as a matter of fact, if I run out of this, I'm going to go fill it up from the top. Brad Geiger, loving father, (laughs) husband. And then beneath that, it'll say, I drink water from the tap almost out of spite. (laughs) I think Philadelphia has clean water. I I haven't checked in a long time. You're out of your fucking mind. You're in Philadelphia. God damn it, Brad. There was was a gas station on every corner (laughs) finding oil. They were, they were, there were the pump, the pump attendants wouldn't went to the back and pushed on the lever that refined the oil. I, I I listen to a lot of podcasts. We were talking about this today, and we yeah. were going to do the typical predictions episode. Yeah. And I realized that everyone and their brother did that. So so we're going to do recommendations instead. Corey was like, "I predict we won't be doing an episode like that." <laughs> <laughs> I want us to do not resolutions. That's some bullshit. I want us to do. Here are things that we recommend that you listeners do for yourselves and your business mm-hmm. in the year of 2018. I just realized we didn't introduce ourselves to the show. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. We should, let's do introductions. Surviving creativity, the show. My name is Scott Kurtz, cartoonist for PVP and table Titans in the year of our Lord, 2018. And my name is Corey Cassoni. I am a business manager and consultant. I work for Scott and I help make uh, PVP online and table Titans.com. <laughs> and I'm Brad Geiger. I do evil link and uh, webcomics.com. And, and a new podcast called <laughs> a new podcast called comic lab, which you can, you can check out. Uh, we finally got it up on iTunes and it's myself and Dave Kellett. 845 <laughs> promote other show. I was I was trying so hard not to. Cause because our first show was predictions for 2018. <laughs> it's a new year. Yeah. 
New year, new me. <laughs> I tell you what, I like a lot of people get excited about the holidays. I get excited about the arbitrary position of the planet around the sun in the new year. <laughs> you really do. And you know I, what? Man, I do. I'm on board this year. Yeah? You yeah. with me? I am. It's good. I'm telling it's you, good. it's a it's a because it's a world event. It happens a little bit different time for different people. But between December and January, everybody's getting the the feel goods in the brain because they're the you know, we made it around the sun. Yeah. So one of my best friends spent a lot of time studying philosophy. And con- one of Rob's favorite lines to me is, well, you know, that's just a social construct. <laughs> you know, a lot of times he's after he says that you want to go. Can I just fucking enjoy my Slurpee? Right. But, <laughs> um, Your Slurpee is a social construct. But uh, <laughs> you know what? It is a social construct that we view the beginning of a year as a fresh start. And it's like, that's good. The whole world decides, you know what? New year, fresh fucking start. Everyone, fresh start. Right. Yeah, that's man. Not a, that's not Everybody. a bad something thing. valuable. No. Yeah. You, you know what's funny? I heard people this year talking about the the come down from that. So like you get, like you get your brain and it's, it's, I'll have to look it up. I'm sure there's a clinical thing, but you like, you get a little excited about it and you get this brain chemistry going on. <laughs> like a week later you go, God damn it. <laughs> Just another Not again. Right. <laughs> Recommendations. Are you guys, are you guys ready? Cause I want to, I'm, I, man, I'm geared up to fight. Oh. I feel like we're going to disagree on this shit. Yeah, I was looking at I, I was looking at the list that you kind of pitched, and and I'll, I know exactly where I'm going to differ with you guys. So, does anybody did anybody want to start on any one of these in particular? One income stream to add is my first listed. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the, you that's the order. That's the order you gave them to me. In. Well, but I'm saying if you're passionate about one, we could go there first. No, let's just go in order. All right. So, uh, for 2018. 420 blaze at 18. <laughs> one income stream to add and one income stream to ditch for your business in 2018. Who's going? Go ahead, Scott. Uh, one income stream to add is digital sketchbooks via Gumroad or any other pay what you want service. Um, you're already drawing every day. Sketchbooks or sketch blogs have an established value and it's a Digital good you can sell without having any capital requirement. Pay what you want is probably the most ideal form of micropayment because data shows that while, yes, occasionally someone will pay nothing, most people pay way over what they need to. Mm -hmm. And again, it's an opportunity to take work you've already done and monetize it without any cost or risk. Yeah. Uh, that's fat. That's a, that, I would have never come up with that. It's interesting to me that you went with pay what you want, Scott. Why? I don't know. I get, I get sketchy about pay what you want. <laughs> I've only done it once, but I did find that I, exactly what Scott said. There was a few yeah. people that lowballed it, but the people that highballed it more than overcame for it. I think my, my biggest hang up about it is I want to make sure as a creator, you're not D or undervaluing your work. But you can set a minimum. So you could say the sketchbook is no less than two dollars. But oh, you can I got pay you. more if you want. It was want. like two bucks or pay what you want. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I mean, my one of my big things of going around to creators at conventions is I'll see them doing 
you know, original art or they're selling some product on my, how much is this? And they'll tell me, and I'll be like, it's too cheap. Mm-hmm. You're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting the whole industry by devaluing what you're doing because you're convincing the audience that this isn't worth enough. That's and I've a always, point. that's always put me on the fence about pay what you want, but everyone I know that every business I know that's ever done pay what you want has had these amazing results. So i maybe I'm wrong. So being pragmatic about it, since, I mean, look, all artists undervalue their work, but yeah. since we're not going to solve that fucking problem today, <laughs> put it on Gumroad for pay what you want, because then what will happen is you'll look and you'll see yeah, that's what a people good point. are willing to pay. It's a guilt-free way of seeing what people think your work is worth. Yeah. So that's your that's your one to add is, is digital marketplace yeah. in a pay what you want format what's your one to ditch what do you say you get rid of this year crappy print of demand books yes nothing sucks more than ordering a book and when it arrives it's on really cheap waxy paper yep. cover that feels like it got printed in someone's basement mm-hmm. it's like look you are better off making an incredible looking and formatted uh ebook or digital book a book sits on a shelf fucking forever mm-hmm. yeah and they sit in stores forever and nothing sucks more than walking in somewhere or finding a copy of a physical book that you're not happy with. I'm, You know what? I'm with you on the POD thing this year. I might change my mind next year because I get samples from these printers on the POD stuff they're doing for books and it's getting really good. But I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's there yet. Well, like uh, a lot of the kids that I know that um, I followed after visiting the Savannah College of Art and Design, uh-huh. they would print their own books up, at least the guts on really nice printers. Yeah. Then they would silkscreen covers. And it's like, yeah, it's a lot of work. But at least when you're done, you have something that's handcrafted and worth having mm-hmm. well and, and you got to even go, that you got to go through the process of making it and that's cool i would buy a yeah. book i don't know it just seems not those i hate i hate those um crappy pod even the floppy comic ones where they you, you get the big terrible fucking full page ad on the back cover going print your comic <laughs> the, the, the ad, they haven't changed <laughs> in <laughs> two years yeah, no, I mean, I we all officially all. know who you're talking about now <laughs> I'm, tell, I'm telling you, I guarantee you that the minute you hand that to someone to impress them with it, they look at it and they think you're a fucking ham and egger. Yeah. <laughs> a ham and egger. I cannot agree with you more. <laughs> Brad, what's your income to add? Okay, so my income, man, I, I feel like a piker now because uh, Scott blew me out of the water with Gumroad. Uh, I uh, Mine isn't necessarily to add, but it's to rethink or tweak and that is if you're doing Patreon as a tip jar Patreon, uh, I think you need you really need to rethink it as a subscription Patreon. You need to get mm. some exclusive content up there on your Patreon page. People want stuff for their money. Add a subscription or subscription tier to whatever your thing is. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that you can't have a tip jar. Yeah, you're talking about the one dollar. Right. That having that is fine, but there should be a three to five dollar, 30 to 60 bucks a year. You get a, spe- a special piece of content once a month or once a week or whatever. Oh, yeah. And and not only that, drilling even further, if you want a monthly pledge, you got to deliver monthly goods. So this whole deal where you say at the end of the year, I'll send you something or at the end of six months, I'll send you something. Forget that. If you want somebody to pony up every month, you need to reward them every month. Put something up there that nobody else can see and just 
present snippets or crops of it and and make that exclusive for your backers. You say add a subscription. Yeah. What what do you ditch? What are we throwing away? <laughs> I know exactly what I'm going to say. Comic conventions. <gasps> Stop going to comic conventions. Whoa. And I know you guys are going to argue with me uh, because, again, last show, you guys were waxing poetic about comic conventions, but you guys are in uh, a certain place, all right? Most of the people that are listening to this podcast are not at that place. And not only that, the amount of networking and promotion you're doing is negligible. In fact, I'm going to argue that unless it's not clickable, it's not promotion. Handing out your fucking sheet to people and all this shit. <laughs> what the Unless shit? you know that you can make a profit at that convention, it's wasted time. Stay away. That's that's my thoughts. Oh my god, <laughs> that's old man Brad. <laughs> I can't even cut that. There's too much in there. All right. <laughs> Stop well, going to these Fakta conventions. <laughs> well, listen, hold on, because this might shock you, Brad Geiger. I'm going to start with, before we talk about this, I'm going to start with my income to ditch. Hold on a second. You're going to be I surprised. Need a, I need a moment to process this. <laughs> oh, it's gonna, your world's going to come crashing down, Scott, because my income to ditch, I wrote one comic convention. Mm. Fuck you. Which one? Well, you, you. you mean just one arbitrarily or one that you're going to name right now? I'm not going to single one out because everybody does something different. Yeah. So I'm halfway agreeing with you here. Well, then you're halfway right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You and I are going to talk about this for a minute because Scott needs a minute to put his brain back together. <laughs> He's falling deathly silent. <laughs> so I'm so fucking mad right now. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. You got to five years ago, uh, mm-hmm. definitely 10 years ago, but maybe even as little as two or three years ago, you could Danielle Corsetto. But maybe four years ago. No, no. Hear uh, me but out. Maybe one year listen ago. To me, listen to me. Listen to me. You could Danielle Corsetto this shit. You could go to 20 oh, conventions a year yeah. and you could make a living she because you could scrape out. You could scrape out a little profit. And if you're not familiar with Danielle Corsetto, you should go check out Girls with Slingshots. But you could scrape out a tiny profit. At, at every show and then have a year's worth of income at the end of the year by just going to these cons, right? Mm-hmm. But conventions have now turned into two things. They used to be sort of comic-ish, comic-centric, and then pop culture kind of started squeaking in a little bit. And now you've got two kinds of shows. You've got generic pop culture shows that are a little bit of everything People are going to, they're bringing the family to on the weekend and walk around. Nobody's there to buy. Your your audience has been diluted. Yeah. And then you've got laser-focused shows that are about one idea. Star Wars Fan Fest. Mm-hmm. U- UFC fighting show. Would Gen Con be one of those? Yeah, Gen Con. You know, PAX Unplugged. Now even PAX is now doing it because PAX is a video game show, but it's it's got some other elements to it. And now PAX Unplugged is like, boom, board games. Like, And you still have some comic shows. Like it, Baltimore Comic Con is still pretty comic-centric, right? Mm-hmm. The the smaller comic shows, SPX. Uh, uh, TCAF. TCAF. Yeah. So like you've got these laser-focused comic shows. So my recommendation to you for Income to Ditch, ditch the show – that has nothing to do with you. I'm, you know what, Corey? I'm going to meet you halfway. Ooh. 
uh, ditch all of the shows except for one that you feel strongest about. Fuck you. Because no, no. <laughs> no. you're, you're running in circles, man. No. Oh, my God. I, you see the guys setting up in Artist Alley and they're running out I to Kinko's because they don't have anything to sell. Well, that's that's just them being unprepared. Listen, and you've got to. Tonight, please. That's who's listening say to us. something. <laughs> what, what, Scott? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I am so mad. All right. First of all, Brad, yes. do you think. A little bit of your attitude, and fairly mine, is because we've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> Look, all I'm going to say is this. We were at uh, a PAX, and Bill Amund, who has always gotten it and been a, fr- a friend and an ally. Cartoonist of Foxtrot. Yeah, correct. He's a syndicated cartoonist, but he's always been a friend and ally to the web cartoonist. He turned to me at a PAX and he said, you know, there's one thing that you guys need to admit, you won't be able to keep doing this forever. That cons are a young, a young person's game, you know? And I said, yeah, I guess I never thought about it. And at the time, I think maybe I was just turning 40 or I had just turned 40. And I remember thinking to myself, I wonder how many of these I got left in me. But I mean, Brad, do you think a little bit of this is your opinion of it is that it's really not good for the younger people or that you just know that it's not good for us anymore? So I had a whole bunch of these badges from the years gone by. All I, I saved every badge from every convention I went to. Yeah. And I had them up on my wall uh, when I moved to my studio. Why would you do that? Uh, I, I, it's not like I've got a, it's not like I've got a flair for interior decorating. All of a sudden I had this room (laughs) that I could put anything up in it. I wanted to (laughs) without my wife rolling her eyes at me. I had this closet full of convention badges and I didn't know what to do with it. I've always been jealous that I didn't think of doing that myself. The end yeah. of this story is that Brad, Brad, instead of going to conventions, Brad now strips naked, covers himself in oil, and sits in the room of badges humming. <laughs> well, you're half right. But uh, I, I, I put all those badges up, and, and I, I was looking at them one day, and the thought just struck me. <laughs> well, what have I done with my life? <laughs> How badly I'd want to take about half of those back. It, what a waste of time it was and, and what a tremendous waste of money that it was. If I could go back in time and tell a young Brad Geiger one thing uh, to, to help him do better in web comics, it would be lay off all the uh, comic conventions. They weren't good. They weren't profitable. The The one thing that I've got was that I'm, I met you guys. That's how we started uh, our friendship. But aside from as a business decision, it, it, it was horrible. I'd want to take at least half, if not more, of those badges and, and get that time back and, and the money back. Here's, here's why I say drop one. Because like you just said, Brad, I look at those badges and I wish I could take half of them back. You didn't say you wish you could take all of them back. That's true. That's true. He wishes he could take everyone back that says starts with Wizard World. <laughs> <laughs> here's why I say drop one. Because, mm-hmm. you know, again, Brad, like you said, I wish I could take half those badges back. Mm-hmm. And I think people do too many shows. It's not that you shouldn't do shows because there are huge benefits. There's social benefits. There's ancillary benefits. Yeah. Try it for the year. Ditch one show and put the time and energy you would have put into that show. Put it into your most profitable show. Mm-hmm. Pick the shows that are good for you. If you're a comic person. 
go to the comic shows, the only comic only shows just because it has comic con at the end of it does not make it a comic show. That's a pop culture show. Do some research. What does that show have to do with comics? How can I set up there? What is the cost? How can I do talk to other people? How's it working? If you're not a comic person, if you're a podcaster, there's now like podcast conventions, Mm -hmm. go, go to them. For, if anything, just to meet other podcasters like that's <laughs> worth it. it is. So did I, ever, if you're, yeah. did I ever tell you that there is a uh, convention that happens near New Jersey called Exotica with, 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 uh, with three X's. I, I love that. I love that. I love that Geiger's voice. just went down. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so there's a porn convention and it, and it takes, it's like, it's like he took us behind the seven 11 <laughs> next to the trash can. <laughs> well, my kids are right downstairs. <laughs> Tell us about Exotica with three X's. Oh. My God. <laughs> it's, so I, I told my wife I was going to. Hey, guys. Hey, uh. Let me take you over to this little corner of the podcast. I have some news. Did you know that in New Jersey, there is a convention called... Get ready for this. But instead of one X, there's three X's. Oh, it's, like the, it's the three X's that triple X. Up, man. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, it's, it's now. I don't want to imply. I don't want to imply that the font size and kerning on those triple X's are different than the rest of the word, but they're bigger. Some would say encouraged. <laughs> okay, Brad Geiger, tell us all I'm about exotic so with wedding three X's uh, in New Jersey. So it's it's an adult entertainment uh, convention. And it, no. it, it, it really, I'll look it up. And, uh, and, and, and I told my wife two years ago that I was going to go and scout it out because, you know, with this new direction. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this new direction my wife was going. <laughs> I might, I might want a table here. Uh, there was two guys selling like uh, print comics there. And if you think it's tough to get noticed on a comic convention floor, these guys were across the aisle from like, uh, you know, two porn stars who were dressed in almost nothing and nobody saw them the entire weekend. (laughs) They might as not. And the tables were like 2000 uh, upwards of $2,000. So you're going, you're going next year. So I'm, I'm, I'll be there. I, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Uh, uh Friday, uh, April 13th. No. Uh, I, it, it, I, no, I decided I'm not going to do that. It, it's way too much money. It, it, it would be, it would be ridiculous. Uh, nobody is ever going to see those guys. That's a perfect example though. Right? Like scout these shows. Yeah, it was, it was worth scouting and I may well, scout it a few uh, more times. Before I'm, I'm, I'm all done with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As much as I love where this conversation is going, we are 30 minutes into this podcast and have covered one of the like six topics that are on this list of things. Oh, man. Uh, So listen, my income to ditch, I'm doing mine in reverse. Income to ditch, ditch one con. Think about it, ditch it. You'll save yourself. Income to add, start looking at 
Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram and their uh, stores on there. Huh? They'll link directly to your store mm-hmm. and you can make sales through particularly Facebook. Add a store to your Facebook page. I did that earlier this year. I, I've yet to sell a book through it, but I'm not saying that that's a bad idea. It just might be that it's not hitting for me. Well, the thing is, it's, it's one less click, mm-hmm. right? And you can add a store to all these sites. You're probably using, you know, Store Envy or Shopify or Squarespace or whatever. So, like, you're already using one of these stores for your stuff that can be linked to anything. And all you got to do is click a few buttons and then all that stuff's for sale. Yeah. And I, I recommend this because we did it last year. Same with you. We didn't sell a lot. But when I was going through the numbers at the end of the year last year, I went, huh, we actually, it cost us two clicks and we made a couple sales. Yeah. No, it's not, not a bad money, idea. Man. Not a bad idea at all. No. So that's my income to add. Nobody's going to argue with me. Anybody want to argue with me? Nope. Mm-mm. All right. Let's get to the good stuff. <clears throat> social media, social media to add and social media to ditch in 2018. Oh, I'll lead this one off. Mm-hmm. Social <laughs> social media to add, and I was a late convert to this one, a very late convert, but I, I think it's got real potential, and that is Instagram. Yes. Instagram is a big one. Uh, it's got a huge audience, and it, and it hasn't gotten kind of bogged down the way Twitter and Facebook have. And for visual artists like ourselves, it's an easy hit, and it's the ugly kid stepsister to Twitter and Facebook. My gut says we're all going to be the same on this. So, Scott, real quick, what's your to add, Scott? Is it Instagram? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mine's Instagram is too. Wow. Well, and here's the thing. In years past, I've said you should be on everything. Yeah. And now I don't, I don't think so. And I think the ad this year is Instagram or, hear me out, or Pinterest. Pick one. Boy, I can navigate Pinterest about as well as I could navigate that Stripe subscription deal. It's it's almost <laughs> well, as obtuse. <laughs> here's, here's the data. So here's the stats, because I looked this up from last year to try and figure out, because my brain analytical, I got to do the numbers. Mm-hmm. So Instagram has 700 million users active. They're owned by Facebook, which is the largest social media company on the planet. So they're in Facebook. Bottom recently has been adding a bunch of stuff to it. The audience is mostly female. Mm-hmm. And a little more than 50% of the users follow brands. Mm. And since we always say, do your brands and think of yourself as a brand, that's a good pickup for you. Wow. Right? That's not a bad idea. Here's the downside with Instagrams. They're not posting chronologically and the algorithm is waiting because Mm. it's using a Facebook algorithm. Mm. So you can post something that never, ever, ever gets seen. And the reason I say Pinterest, it's got about half as many users, a little over 300 million users on it. The audience, again, is uh, mostly female. The thing that's cool about Pinterest is of all the social media platforms, it's the one where people are most likely to purchase something from you. Wow. Because they've really integrated their purchasing stuff. And we saw that in our numbers as well. And and your stuff on Pinterest has the largest shelf life. So when you look at posts and the number of minutes per post that people spend looking at something, for Pinterest, it's 115,000 minutes. Wow. Okay, so now I got to try this. Well, because a post on Pinterest gets pinned by other people to their boards, so it's going to get seen over and over and over and over and over. The more people that use it, the better. And Pinterest and Instagram are the two fastest growing social media platforms. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're all there. Scott, anything to say about Instagram? The reason why I like Instagram is it's like a picture is worth a thousand words type of Yeah, it's a show. It's a show don't tell kind of thing. Yeah, so your feed is not full of a lot of people just shooting their mouth off. It's... 
and it doesn't update as much, you know, and look, a lot of it is food. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think it's a quieter and more Zen and, there are some restrictions on it that make it different from the other social medias that I would recommend dropping in 2018, um, which is all of them. <laughs> I'm I've <laughs> taken Twitter and Facebook off of my phone and have you really? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, so your 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 ditch in 2018 is Twitter. Yeah. Wow. I've been threatening to do that ever since Corey talked about it. I keep going back to this conversation that Corey had on Surviving Creativity saying, oh, I just got to take them off my phone. That's all I got to do. If I just upload a couple things to promote here and there and and do that from the studio, that's more than enough. I am ashamed, dog-facedly ashamed that I, I, every time I do it, I chicken out. My ditch in 2018 is also Twitter. Twitter over Facebook? Hear me out. Yeah. Hear me out. It's so toxic. A lot of it comes down to numbers because, again, I'm I'm pragmatic. So when I say ditch Twitter, Scott, we're not going to delete Scott's Twitter account. He's got a big following. Mm-hmm. Nor do I think anybody should ditch theirs. Mm-hmm. But I think Twitter needs to become a one-way street. Yeah. For you as a, as a brand. The majority of the stuff we post on Twitter at this point anyway is from me. It's just, here's the stuff and occasionally Scott's opinions. And if Scott really wanted to post something opinionated, he could just email me and I could post it. So, you know, you can start using Twitter as a one-way street. Here's the thing about Twitter. They've got a little over 300 million users and they've been capped at that for a while now. Mm -hmm. They're not growing. Mm. The demographic is mostly male Mm -hmm. or robot. Yeah. More than 50% of the users do not post at all. 53% 53% of their users don't post. That should tell you something. Yeah. And here's the worst part. Of all of their users, they spend, on average, 2.7 minutes per day looking at Twitter. You've got two and a half minutes to catch somebody's eye in a fucking oversaturated, yeah. heavily promoted sea of garbage. Mm-hmm. If you've got a following, then use it as a one-way street. Get IFFT if this or IFTF if this then this mm-hmm. thing or use Hootsuite or something, and your tweets are unifucking directional. This is a blast about my Instagram account for real. Like link your shit together and get people there. Interact with your audience somewhere else. I say interact with your audience on Facebook. You've got more control, more blocking. There's way more people using it. Grow your audience over there if you want to grow them anywhere or on Patreon or on your own site. So, well, yeah, I, I, th- that's a drum that I banged for a long time. But now he, help me out here. What if somebody responds to you uh, on Twitter? Are you are you just not going to respond back? Yeah. Yeah. Who, me? Anybody. Well, anybody who's following this course of action. I won't know they're responding to me. I'm not reading it. Look, there's a lot of ways around this. You could do verified responses only. Just check once a week. I'm sure there's an app out there that'll do an auto respond for you. You might be able to set up an auto respond now. And look, like this is not going to work for everybody. If you're Sam Sykes, your whole audience is built on this this firing back and forth with Twitter people, and you know, and or if you're Chuck Windig or whatever, like it's your primary source of getting information out to people. That's fine. But even those guys have it figured out a little bit. Like if you really look at it. They're one way streeting it except for a handful of people. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm pragmatic. If Twitter had different numbers, if for the last three years they haven't been relatively stagnant, if 
their user base was more than 50% responsive instead of, let's face it, mostly bots. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many reports have we seen now that Twitter's overrun with bots and they're letting it happen because they have to show growth because they haven't grown? So the other thing about Twitter, the thing that really got me upset is I read an article or maybe I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember, but it's dopamine release. We keep checking for the update on Twitter or Facebook because. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's any platform. Yeah, right. Right. But what I'm saying is like I get something out of Instagram. I get something out of Tumblr. Uh, my Tumblr is mostly just following young artists that really impress me. So I'm seeing people do drawings that I would not have drawn myself. I'm learning. I'm seeing different poses, different styles of drawing, different mediums. Um, Interesting that you say Tumblr because that was almost my ditch in 2018. No, I really. Between, it was between Twitter and Tumblr for me. Because for Tumblr, for me, the feed is nothing but people creating and posting it. And so what I get out of that is I'll go to Tumblr maybe once a day and I'll just see all this amazing art and it inspires me. You're, and you're kind of lurking more on Tumblr than, than posting. I never post. I don't. Yeah. So well. you're, you're one way, you're one way street in the opposite direction. Now on Instagram, I post all the time. Right. I, I post photos on Instagram, but uh, nowhere near as much as Twitter. Hey, real quick. What's your Instagram? So people know <laughs> I'm tunehound. Anyway, one of the things I like about Instagram, if I get a hankering to do a Vine, I can technically do a Vine on there. I can do a 10, uh, a 6, 10, 15 second video. Mm-hmm. I can post art. I can post a photo of something I'm experiencing. I'm seeing people, what they're experiencing. And the problem with Twitter is no one has to finish a thought. You can just say, well, The Last Jedi was shit. But you don't have to explain why. <laughs> You don't have to, right. but you don't have to back it up. You don't have to explain it. You get to throw out a, a false impression that you're a part of the conversation, and um, it's all just fucking manufactured. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just one of those things where I woke up realizing that I'm the fucking product on those platforms. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I'm done. I'm done. I say dump it all. Brad, what's your ad and what's your ditch? So me and Scott are both on board. I'm ad reeling in, ad Instagram or Pinterest or and ditch Twitter. What are you? Uh well listen, I my mine to add uh, I already said was Instagram. Uh and yeah. ditch, I really I <laughs> I know it should be uh Twitter or Facebook, but I I but before this conversation, if I'm being honest, I really didn't have a ditch. <laughs> Uh, but you guys are you guys are hitting me in the gut here because because uh, I, I cause, don't don't let us make you feel guilty. It's like no, when yeah. people oh no 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 but when you make the decision yourself you'll but do everything it. you're saying I totally understand and I can quantify I get everything you're saying and I'm ashamed again ashamed to say the first thing I do when I wake up is roll over and that's the first freaking button I hit is is Twitter yeah. and then Facebook. And when I go to bed, it's the last thing I do. It's almost like a, a being a smoker. It's like, I know I shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing this. I know this isn't doing anything good for me, but there's also like that uh, fear of missing out. I, I, I don't have uh, one uh, to ditch uh, other than to say that you've, you've made some really compelling arguments and I've, I've got I've to take a long, hard look at myself in the mirror now. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't trying to guilt you into anything. I think Corey just changed my password. <laughs> <laughs> no grass grows under those feet. <laughs> uh, 
All right, let's go to the next one. All right. And now that we're talking about what we're going to get rid of for the and add for the social medias, someone to follow and someone to follow in 2018 can be from any platform. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm very excited about this. Oh, go, go then. Go. Okay. As with Corey, I'm going to promote long form independent media over short form bullshit. So replace your social media with really good podcasts and really good long form news and or articles. The two groups to follow that I have are for entertainment and politics, um, which is mostly what people say they're trying to get out of social media. So for entertainment, follow the McElroy brothers. Anything they do. It's anything they do. Yeah. So one cool thing about the McElroy brothers is that they do positive, uplifting, inclusive, and deliberately silly stuff that will just, especially considering things are kind of really bad right now, will really lift your spirits. They do a show, an advice show as brothers. They do a D&D podcast as a family. Each one of them does a podcast with their wives, one about medicine because their their wife is a doctor, one about the history of etiquette, and one about just things they love. There's a podcast called Wonderful where Griffin and his wife just talk about things they love. And they spent the last podcast talking about Quantum Leap. So, oh, I haven't look, listened to the new one yet. I'm excited. The McElroy brothers are a great follow. And also for politics, I'm going to recommend that you listen to the whole suite of Crooked Media uh, podcasts. Ooh. Sean Lovett and John Favreau and Tommy Visor, they worked for a while for the Obama campaign. Favreau was a speechwriter for Obama. And they do Pod Save America, Pod Save the World, Pod Save the People. But the interviews they have are fascinating. They've interviewed Brock, Hillary, Sally Yates, uh, Doug Jones. And I learn a lot. And yeah, it's left-leaning, but I'm left-leaning. So so uh, th- those are who's, my... Who's your unfollow? All of YouTube. <laughs> all YouTubers. Oh, I thought you said all of you too, meaning Corey and me. <laughs> no. Oh, interesting. I'm so... Tell me more about unfollowing all of YouTube. I think that um, YouTube is a bunch of bullshit. I think YouTubers are a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so sick of the term influencer. Mm-hmm. It's attention media and it's bullshit. They don't create anything. And look, I know that YouTube is a platform, so I'm not saying don't use YouTube. I have friends that are animators that are on YouTube. And listen, I usually end the night by watching at least one or two fail army videos on YouTube Mm -hmm. because they crack me up. And then um, then I'll read until I fall asleep. But what I'm saying is I'm done with all of these young 20 something fucking quote influencers that I I just I think it's all you nailed it. I'm going to back you up. I say I'm gonna again I'm starting with my anti I'm saying unfollow anyone who is a quote influencer or vlogger yeah on any platform yeah because they're creating yeah. nothing nothing it's all attention economy that's all absolutely it is. nothing if they're if if they call themselves an influencer as their primary title because you know people are influencers Scott and Brad are influencers we're technically influencers for doing this whatever it's a title but if their whole shtick is I'm an influencer or I'm a vlogger if everything is their hot take, if everything is a fucking reaction video, ditch it. Just get rid of it. And I'll, and here's why. Because you're going to see it anyway. Yeah. Mm. You don't need to follow those fuckers because anytime they have they actually have something good to say, you'll see it somewhere. Don't worry. You'll fucking see it. Like you just will. 
Yeah. So that's my ditch it. Also, they never have anything fucking good no. to say. Brad, do you want to do you want to triple down on this unfollow or do you have something? Yeah, different? I'll, I'm just gonna uh, coattail with you guys on the unfollow because I really didn't have an unfollow other than Tiger didn't uh, do his goddamn homework. That's what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, but wait, I'm gonna bring it with the follow because you guys, if you guys don't know about this already, you're gonna love well, it. Well, let me let me do uh, my follow real quick because it's very no, it's ahead, very similar ahead. to Scott's. Obviously, the McElroy brothers. I was also gonna say if you like live play D&D content and you're searching for something right now because I know a lot of shows are in between Friends at the Table is fantastic Mm -hmm. it's real good it's super duper long form so settle in and I would recommend you start with they they split their stuff into series start with the one called Counterweight which is sort of a, a cowboy bebop RPG in space thing it's real good it's when they got all their audio equipment kind of together and they were really rolling and then just go from there forward and then the other one that i would say i have a follow for youtube mm. I, I oh i know who you're going to suggest i have two well who do you think i'm going to suggest the one calder watches no <laughs> that's a good one that's uh, you know what i didn't think now you got that. three now i got three i'll add him because you brought him up my seven-year-old son uh watches a, a nintendo streamer on youtube uh abdallah smash and he's great he's very family friendly if you've got kids and he plays all of the nintendo suite and he goes to cons occasionally so uh, my son has actually met him which is uh, pretty <sighs> cool but that wasn't my follow i'm i would say yes throw out influencers but follow people that do uh, long form takes on stuff. I'm going to recommend the channel film joy. Mm-hmm. Mikey Newman's thing that mm-hmm. recently started up because movies with Mikey is great. And they've got some new content coming. I like that. And also because I'm a guy who has to work with some background stuff on, but I can't have something like the film joy stuff. Cause I'll stop working and watch it. Follow chill hop music, mm. chill hop. Mm. I'm not even kidding. Go follow Chill Hop. It's a student in Rotterdam. They go through every month and kind of collect all of this like lo-fi jazz and hip hop stuff. And they put it on this channel and it's all done through the Creative Commons license. And then they organize albums that are like the best of this season that you can buy and that gets the creators money. And they're building out a website where you can like like and like tracks and go directly to artist pages. It's all above board. It's all legit, but you don't, you don't have to go to the website. You can just go to YouTube and search chill hop music. It's streaming live 24 hours a day. Wow. This sounds nice. Neat. It's great, man. My number one way to get into the flow of the day is I put on chill hop music and it just sits in the background literally all day long. And every now and then they'll be like, ooh, what is that track? And I'll bounce over and I'll just click a couple buttons and I'm there. I'm immediately at the artist page, all their stuff, all their buy buttons, all their everything. So it's supporting artists and it's a great background work music where you don't know what you're listening to. No ads. Like it's real good. So chill hop. Yeah. Chill hop music, friends of the table and the film joy channel. Brad. So what's your follow? Because you said it's going to blow our mind. You know, listen, you got to blow our mind now. Well, the Etherington brothers, and they have really thoughtful, dense comic art tutorials that I love. And, and I, I think they're putting a book yeah. out, as a matter of fact, that I, I definitely want to snag. 
but they uh, have they have a blog. They're on Instagram and Twitter, and they have a blog. It's it's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the Etherington Brothers blogspot dot com. Oh, good, good, good. Because I found out, I I discovered them through Twitter, and I I've been uh, trying to see if there's someplace else because we've all decided we're going to ditch Twitter. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really like the stuff they do. They they they. In fact, there was a a, a monster design. A tutorial that came across my feed just as I was trying to uh, do a monster for uh, for the comic I was working on, and uh, and it really got me through. It was it was fantastic. No, those guys do fun stuff. They're yeah. good. Good recommend. So, recap of that one: unfollow any influencer. Mm. Follow McElroy's Friends at the Table, Chill Hop mm-hmm. Jazz. Film Joy and Etherington Brothers. Oh, and I'll I'll piggyback one since you guys threw podcasts in there because I wasn't thinking podcast under social media, but uh, Corey, you turned me on to the Hidden Brain, which is an NPR yeah, podcast. And uh, Maxie and I have been listening to that on our way to school and back, and absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, it's great, right? It's really, really well done. Mm-hmm. All right, something mm-hmm. we want in 2018 and something we need in 2018. <laughs> oh, I forgot to do this one. Well, you haven't started. You go ahead, Corey. Yeah, you go first. I forgot to do this one too. <laughs> well, then let's skip it. Skip it. Fuck it. We're skipping. No, it. I I can tell you what I want. Tell me what you want. What you really, really want. I want. <laughs> I want the really big Cintiq. Oh well, yeah. I need the money to buy the really big Cintiq. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty good you want the 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 one that comes down that like sits on the table and has the two arms yeah the, the one that the one that i saw at uh watsy what about you brad any wants or needs <laughs> no my mine were more esoteric like i want to be more focused to, to be better at things like time management and stuff like that and and need has been to up my self-publishing game. There's like a a good three books that I really have to get out this year uh, because the timing is such that I just can't wait any longer. And and I I, I just got to get better about that. So I I need to improve my self-publishing game. I have a little bit of an esoteric one as well. I want fans of of whatever they're a fan of to – take a breath mm. <laughs> and I need those fans to understand that being a fan of something doesn't mean it's yours. Woof boys. That's a real theme for the, the culture we're living in. Even in the last six months, we're, we'll do a whole episode on it. This is your warning that there's going to be an episode <laughs> coming on that. <laughs> I want, them to understand that loving something is great. I need them to understand that that doesn't mean that you get a say. Yeah. Well, that's a downer. What's the do's and don'ts for 2018 kids? Okay. Uh, So my do for 2018 is to get on a regular schedule. And that means wake up as early as you can and get as much work done before noon as possible. I want to, my goal is to be up at 7 a.m. I don't want to set it for too much earlier than that. I'd love to get up at 6 a.m., but I don't know if I can swing it. 
I love that Brad and I are both sitting here thinking, seven, God. <laughs> well, seven, that, that was sleeping in. <laughs> I don't have kids. I don't have kids. I get it. But but basically the, the do for creatives this year is to take better care of yourself. I can't tell you how tired I am of seeing people who I admire on Twitter, and I won't have to see it anymore because I stopped using it, say, well, you know, right around 10 o'clock, it's, well, I just made a pot of coffee. Time to start the night shift. And I'm like, go to fucking sleep. Yeah, I'm yeah. double downing on this because my my do is go to bed. Yeah, go to sleep. My do for 2018 <laughs> is great. go to sleep. Do go to sleep. Don't listen. Stop it with the culture of, I just finished five pots of coffee and four Monster Energies. And now I'm going to be up for 27 more hours because yeah. I'm a worker. But stop it. Don't do that. Do go to bed. That's my do and don't. I lost a don't. I lost a friend because because of that. Of that. <laughs> As in they're, no, dead. they're gone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All you creators, you got to you got to stop. You have to. 8 hours. I'm not a look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but I'm telling you I the thing about sleep is you can't think about it like food. You can't make it up. That was a hidden brain podcast was was how you can't catch up on sleep. Yeah, yeah. man. I, exactly. No, you can't. It's you, got like, it. you can't. You don't get sleep back. You no. got to yeah. get it. I've been going to bed at nine o'clock. When you say I'm going to bed at nine, you're not going to you're not going to sleep. You're going to bed and then like reading a book or something. Right. No, well, no, I, it, well, that gives it, it goes into my do's and don'ts that I had written down here, but, uh, uh, and no, I, I'd go to bed and look at fucking Twitter and Facebook, no, like, don't. A, like a, yeah, I know, that's I in know. the don't category. Don't just being able to hit the sheets <laughs> at nine o'clock. It, it was decadent. And when I realized that I was doing it for like several weeks in a row, it's like that, that was the first time that I really felt like I was a successful full-time cartoonist was when I was getting to bed at nine o'clock instead of staying up till midnight, you know, cause it, cause it's like, oh, I'm getting a full eight hours. I wake up feeling I great. Think people it, get confused and they think that in order to do this, that they have to burn it. They have to stay up. But I would postulate if somebody sat by them with a stopwatch and just watched them during their day, they're probably, there's probably time in there. They could, they could be getting that work done that they think they don't have time to do. Yeah. It's all, all the time you're using, um, Looking at Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, list those do's and don'ts were all personal. What are some do's and don'ts for business? Something to do for business in 2018. Here, let's do this. Oh something, oh, something to do for your business in 2018 and something to do for yourself in 2018. Okay. So I've got to do for that. Do better accounting. Specifically, what I mean is do a profit loss statement at the end of every month. Know what your estimated taxes are going to be at the end of every month. At the end of all that, know what you're going to end up owing uh, at the end of the year. That takes so much stress. That that was my last uh, bout of 2 a.m. panic attacks was, uh, you know, what am, a, I, what am I going to owe for taxes? If there's a year you're going to do it, 2018 is the year because no one knows what the hell that new tax plan is. And we if need to talk. We need to devote an entire podcast to that yeah, because man. like New York Times, I think, has a tax calculator. 
And it's like, nobody knows no. that hasn't been, they, they signed the, the, the law, but still the department of uh, the treasury has got to take all that stuff and write yep. it into actual regulations. Then there's going to, there's challenges at different state levels. Nobody knows what this tax law is. If you're be. in America in 2018 and you're running a small business, you need to keep better records this year than you've ever kept ever. Because Absolutely. at the end of the year, no one fucking knows. Yeah. Nobody knows. And if you're scared and you don't know what to do, it really is as simple as a spreadsheet. Just you pick five categories that all your expenses fall into and all your incomes fall into. They can be whatever the fuck you want to call them and put it all in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take your thing one step further, Brad, and instead of doing them once a month, do it once a week. Once a month is it is like for a lot of people with the number of expenses they have once a month is a lot of stuff to go through one day a week do a review like no I I, I think that's a it. I think that's a great idea I, I and if you're sitting on the fence about uh, getting a CPA involved it was more money than I was prepared to spend but it's the best money I've ever spent spend the five hundred bucks and get a person to five hundred. Well, you've got I a need, family need, and a I wife. I need your and you're CPA. Filing, you're filing. <laughs> you listen, you're filing jointly. You and I, people like you and I are filing jointly and we've got kids and a bunch yeah, of other stuff. Yeah. But 99% of people are going to pay between two and $500 right, to have right, somebody right. who knows what they're doing do their taxes. Yes. And in yes. 2018, you're going to need it and they're going to need good records. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So this that's is your the time point. to start that relationship and and to pull this person aside and say and and ask them what they think. You know, they yeah, breathe and sleep stuff. this stuff. Well, listen, that's your do for business for 2018. What's your do for yourself? Do for myself is is, is what I've already said. Read more sketch. Go more. to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. Yeah, all that and 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 divest from social media. But but just be be better about reading and stuff. Because I always I I got to tell you, I always feel kind of like a uh, like a mental midget when I talk to you guys and and how well read you are. And it's like eh, if, I, I I I need to spend more. I I'd enjoy spending time doing that. And well, listen, the, Brad, the the bottom line is is that I don't have the time because I'm spending all this time on social media. That's a it's hard. It's hard for you because Scott and I are geniuses. Yes, yes. Well, listen, I've known this for I a long time. I can tell Scott's not paying attention anymore because he didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm paying attention, but I'm reading Jack Reacher novels. <laughs> Why I'm not are you reading Jack well Reacher read. novels? <laughs> what? Oh, you mean in general? What's Scott, what's your do for your business in 2018? I didn't do this one. Oh, good. Mine is, is for your business, log on. Do the social media on these certain ones. Log on, get in there, interact. And my do for yourself is log off. Disconnect. Make it a yeah. job. At the end of the day, bow the fuck out. You're done. Oh, yes. And also for yourself, don't watch the news all day. No, Just not. check once at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe take a break, maybe once a week. <laughs> I don't know. I hit ProPublica every day. I think I <laughs> once a day. Yeah, is, once a day is plenty. Is, yeah, plenty. Yeah, that's my two for for your business. Log on for yourself. Log off. You don't just disconnect. You, I like it. You don't need it. Turn your phone off. Something that I that you were saying, Brad, about checking your phone before Ooh. bed and when you wake up. I started turning my phone off and charging it somewhere else yeah that's a good idea when i go to bed and it's not it's still it's in the room but i'd have to get out of bed to get it 
And, and that's uh, actually better. Do you, do you still do the alarm clock on the phone? No. And that was my follow-up because I know that everyone's response is, well, I don't have an alarm clock. Fuck you. Get an alarm clock. You're an adult. Yeah, get a, get a $12 uh, alarm clock down at the Targets. No. I, you know what? I'll go one step further. Oh, spend a nice one. Yes. Yeah, spend a little <laughs> bit of money. And this is because we're in the Pacific Northwest and it's dark. Yeah. There, there are alarm clocks that light up your room when it's time to get up. Mm-hmm. They slowly. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Over the course of about 30 minutes, it produces the wavelength of light that wakes you up. So I haven't woken up groggy in two years, three years. When did I tell really? you that clock? Yeah. Hmm. There's a bunch of different ones, man, but like spring, spring 50 bucks for a nice alarm clock. Mine does radio. It lights up and you can even plug in music to it. I know you've got an old iPod, so just turn your phone off and put it on the other side of the room. Yeah. Plug it in somewhere else. It's a great, that is a fantastic idea. That's my for yourself. Log off. And for the business, log on. Log off. For the business, log on. <laughs> <laughs> How do we wrap this up? There was so much content in this episode. I'm going to have to edit the shit out of this. Usually I take something from the middle and put it at the end so that we're all laughing. But we need, we need to figure out a way to put buttons on these. We need a non sequitur because then we can just end this fucking shit. And oh, I don't what, have to. I, what about uh, today I learned? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> we each go through and say something we learned today as a result of doing the podcast. <laughs> today I learned that Corey needs to shut the fuck up about conventions. <laughs> Listen, you're not even going to have to go to these fucking things. And I've put everything I, can do. I like that. I like your thing. Something. Uh, yeah. Today I learned. Learn. Today I learned. What did you learn today, Corey? Uh, I didn't learn. I knew all this shit already. I don't learn shit from you guys. Oh, good lord. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> you didn't know that there was a, well, you didn't know that there was a porn convention in New Jersey. That's true. I learned all about that it. You learned that. I learned it all about this. in it. <laughs> I learned I learned that Brad's gonna die from lead poisoning in the tap water he's drinking out of the toilet. <laughs> What'd you learn, Brad Geiger? Today I learned I have a much bigger problem with social media than I thought I did, and I am telling you, this is my come to Jesus moment. I'm I'm taking that shit off. <laughs> We're, this is- That's what I learned. Listen to you guys talk. I learned I got a bigger problem than I thought I had. Brad, this isn't really a podcast. This is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Corey Cassoni, and on behalf of myself and my co-hosts, Brad Geiger and Scott Kurtz, thank you so much for joining us this week on Surviving Creativity. Remember, if you like what you heard, head to patreon.com forward slash surviving creativity and consider becoming a patron. We'll see you next week on another episode of Surviving Creativity. <laughs>